0: Psalm 102 in verse 16. Turn your attention to the word of the Lord. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. That's why I want to grow. That's why I want to receive from whatever God has for me is because he's promised that if I will allow him to grow me, to build me, he will appear in his glory. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. Now, this is extremely important to God because of this next verse. This shall be written for the generation to come and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Knowing that future generations will not praise the Lord unless they understand and recognize that God hears and answers prayer. And he wants that recorded for every future generation because you need to know that today because if you don't know that, then there wouldn't be any reason for you to come and ask for anything because you don't know whether God would actually honor that prayer. It would just be a hit and miss as far as you would be concerned. But the text Says there's no hit and miss if you come, he will hear the prayer of the destitute. Now, notice this for he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary, from heaven did the Lord behold the earth. He looked for what purpose to hear the groaning of the prisoner. He looked, he listened to loose those that are appointed to death. He looses or liberates. For what purpose? To declare the name of the Lord in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem when the people are gathered together in the kingdoms to serve the Lord. It is said by those who understand the formations of crystal that if crystal is broken into no matter how many different parts, each... Separate part still holds within the heart of that stone, the same symmetry of the original crystal. But I don't go around breaking anybody's crystal to find that out because that might be disastrous. But I can tell you that if I've got a loaf of bread up here and I start breaking it, I can feed everyone in this house and no matter how many times I break it, bread is still bread. And so it is with the gospel of Jesus Christ. No matter where you fit it, no matter where you put it in the Old Testament with Israel coming out of Egypt, God looks, he listens, and he liberates. And he never changes that. No matter where you put it. Whether it's national, the church, an individual, your family, it's the same. And he Believes that so strongly he wants it written and recorded for future generations so you would have the confidence. So my text is simply this, the song of the redeemed sung in three-part harmony. He looked, he listens, he liberates, and he will do that for you. And I have that same confidence that he will do it. Say, so how do you know? Because his name is at stake. He put his name on. Oh. Do you realize the name of the Lord is on that? Not mine, not Pentecostalism. The name of the Lord is on that. He put his name on it. And when you put your name on it, you're serious. He will look, he will listen, and he will liberate. God bless you, you may be seated. The text before us historically, if you set it back in its historical setting, Israel had been carried away captive into Babylon under the armies of Nebuchadnezzar. And only the poorest of the people had been left in the land. Jerusalem was a heap of ruins. Zion, the temple mount, was totally destroyed and desolate. The whole country was like a desert. But according to the chapter, if you read the entire chapter, God had a set time to favor his people. And he would come to their deliverance. He would bring them back to their own land. He would work for them such a wonderful mercy That when they praised him, they wouldn't even consider what he did when he brought them out of Egypt. It would be this present deliverance that would give them the source of their praise. So much so that this deliverance promise for Israel would be so noteworthy that they would not remember any former deliverance, but this present deliverance would be of such magnitude that they would give glory and praise to the Lord. Regardless of how large the scale is, God uses the same form of the gospel in order to bring about this transformation and deliverance. And you can count on it because his name has been placed on it. But I'm so broken and I'm so alone and I'm so isolated. That may all be true, but there's bread in the house. The bakeries of heaven have been working to produce bread in the house. The crystals might be broken, but it's still the same form. Because really... Why don't we just go on and admit it that everybody here has a common lot in life because it just seems like everyone can be at times very miserable. Notice that the text speaks of prisoners who are groaning and those who are appointed unto death and who are evidently in chains because they're spoken of as being loosed. This describes the sorrows of everybody in this building at some time or another, the pain of the lost, the cries of the hurting. But my Jesus put his name on this divine decree "...for he declared that the Spirit of the Lord hath anointed me, and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord." prisoners bound with no freedom. I don't want you to walk out of here in chains and in bondage. I want you to walk out of here a free man and a free woman. I want you to be free from your pain. I want you to be free from your suffering. Prisoners bound with no freedom and no savior as of yet. Perhaps you may not recognize what it means to be bound, What about those of you that are falling into doubt and you doubt that God even loves you? Some of you fallen into fear. I just want you to know that God loves you all day long. Some are backslidden. Some are hurting. Some have lost all comforting assurance. Some are crying out, oh, that I knew where I might find him. Some of you have suffered heavy losses in your life and you're bearing a heavy cross and they're just... I know that God's able to take you as the bruised spice and make something better out of all of your pain. But right now, you're filled with sorrow and you're crying and you're sighing and you're groaning, even lonely. You're sitting here in the midst of all of these people and you're lonely. You feel like you're isolated, that nobody understands you. You can't even articulate what's going on in your life. And the person sitting right next to you may not even know the person living with you may not even know how lonely you feel. You don't even feel like you have the power to act because you're chained down and there's no energy in your life. Listen, my friend, I just want you to understand everybody here goes through this at some time or another in their life. It is the common lot of all men and women to go through this. Some of you don't have the energy to clap your hands. Everybody else is worshiping around you, but you don't feel anything. You don't feel like worshiping God. It just feels like all things have departed from you. Your energy has departed. You feel fettered and unable to escape. You feel like nobody understands and nobody knows how you feel. Some of you feel that your plight is even worse because you're appointed to death. That means they're on death row. That means you're appointed to die and you feel like there's no way out of what I am in. The crystal is broken, but notice the form. Notice that even the crumbs that fall from the master's table have the power to transform and liberate you. Oh, well, that's for Israel in the Old Testament. No, it doesn't make any difference how you break this down. It's for Israel. It's for the world. It's for you. I said it's for you because God looks. Now, now you have to understand how important this symmetry is because it's, it's unusual. It really is. Because you got to go back to the historical setting and the culture that they were living in and all the multi-God situation that was around them. And everybody believed in more than one God around them. It was Abraham that taught them that there was only one God. And his name was at that time El Shaddai. And then Moses revealed it was Jehovah. And we understand that to be Jesus in our day. And that name, which is powerful, which is above every name, that name is on this God looks. I just want you to know he's looking down from heaven. He's discerned the exact condition of every heart here. I just want you to realize that it makes no difference if you're a prisoner, if you're fettered, if you have no energy, if you feel like you're appointed to death. Uh, I just, I have been loosed and I have been freed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I've come to tell you that what he has done for me he will do for you i said he will do it for you and somebody needs to bless the lord if you're free i said if you're free if you've been freed by the power of the name of jesus if you've been freed from the sentence of death Maybe you've forgotten what it was like to be in the world. But I'm going to tell you, I still taste enough of the world to know I don't want anything to do with it. Give me the church. Give me Jesus. Now think about it now. The Lord hath looked down from the height of the sanctuary from heaven. Did the Lord behold the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner? And in the original, it means the Lord leans from his height and of his sanctuary. Now, notice even today, if Queen, the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, if she comes out with the royal family to the balcony, to, to all of her adoring fans, she's not looking for no prisoners. And they're not looking for poor, hurting people that are in chains so they can liberate them. I'm sorry, they're just not looking for that. They're looking for hand claps. They're looking for praise from their adoring fans. They're looking for acknowledgement and affirmation from their subjects, so to speak. But not God. (laughs) Not God. When he looks down from his balcony and all of the multi-gods around them were cruel and petty and and useless gods that could not hear, could not see. And yet they sacrificed their children to these worthless gods. But our God looks down from heaven. Now, if I'm going to look out the window, I'm looking for something good. I'm looking for something beautiful. I mean, I'm looking for something that's really wonderful, but this is God looking for the ugly, looking for the pained, looking for the people in bondage. He's not my, my, my. He's looking for you. Now, notice here the text in 2 Chronicles 16 and 9 because you need to capture this thought. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. For what purpose? To show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore henceforth thou shalt have wars. But notice this, if their heart is perfect toward him. Now, I I want you to recognize that in this particular text, in the book of Psalms, it says that God looked down to those who are appointed unto death, to those who are in prison, to those who are held in chains. But in 1 Chronicles, he said, their heart has to be perfect toward him or he won't show himself to be strong on their behalf. But I'm telling you that God understands what it means to have a perfect heart when your heart starts crying out. You see, that was the problem with the Laodicean church is the Laodicean church said, I have need of nothing. And that's what the problem is today is people don't need anything. But this preacher still needs God. Now maybe you can go home and think you've had good church up to this point, but this preacher still needs a touch from God. This preacher still needs Jesus to visit us in this house. he's looking for somebody right now but I'm not good I'm ugly I'm a prisoner I'm in chains but God's looking for somebody whose heart says I need you Jesus I'm messed up That's perfect in the eyes of the Lord. It's all of these perfect people that are running around here saying, I'm this and I'm that, and I'm I'm this holy, this and that and the other. That's the ones he rejects. But the ones he loves are the ones that says, I still need a touch. I still need a blessing. I still need Jesus to step into my life and make all the difference. You. Have got God's attention if I can just get you to cry out. God will bring every resource to bear upon your case. He'll search it out from top to bottom. He'll look at the origin of your sorrow. He'll look at the ramifications of your grief. He'll plan the outcome of the whole matter. He'll, he'll even prescribe the right medications to heal your wounds and the right balms and ointments to heal you. He'll deliver you from every distress. 2 Peter 2, 9, again, you fit it. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. He will never forget his kids. He will never forget your situation. There's one place he remembers us, and that's when we're in sorrow because God doesn't just look, he listens and he wants to hear what you have to say. Do you even realize how valuable that is, that God even wants to hear? I mean, there's people I don't even want to hear from. I mean, there are people, Lord, I don't even want to hear from them. But when God hears your cry. He receives it and he hears. But you don't understand, I'm on death row. Everybody's forgotten me. I don't care if the whole world has forgotten you. God still sees the poorest prayer in the darkest dungeon, in the blackest midnight. He still hears the prayers of the hurting. God will answer you because he won't leave you in chains he'll listen to what you gotta say but he's a prayer answering god he's a liberating god he's a god that'll set you free is anybody glad you've been baptized in jesus name caitlin has been baptized in jesus name she's not in bondage any longer the blood of Jesus has washed away her sin. Whoa! Hallelujah. And everybody here that's been baptized in Jesus' name, you're free. I said you're free to walk in the newness of life. Come get the Holy Ghost and let God liberate you. Just do you even recognize how wonderful that is? I'm free. I'm not in bondage. Therefore, my gratitude is I'm gonna declare his name in Zion, Jerusalem, and the gathering and the kingdoms. That means everywhere I go, anywhere I'm at, I'm gonna declare his name. One of the most powerful preachers who ever lived was the prophet Jonah, and I believe Jonah learned more in the belly of a whale than he would have at any other university. <laughs> Because he learned salvation is of the Lord. He even said that before he was spewed out of that whale's mouth of that fish's mouth. With a seaweed-wrapped life, he comes out preaching repentance and the whole bunch repents. We are set free not just to sit silent and to sit around and act like, well, praise God, I'm saved and doesn't matter about anybody else. I think we ought to declare it and publish it. We ought to be excited about it. Some of you that are saved in this house, you ought to be so thankful that God found you. You were condemned to die. You were lost and undone without God. But the sentence has been canceled. The debt has been paid. And the enemy cannot hold your tongue. John Bunyan, who didn't even have the whole truth, he said, when I got salvation, I wanted to go out into the fields and preach to the crows because I had something burning on the inside and I could not contain it. You can't keep somebody quiet that's been set free by the power of God. Some of you need to quit bellyaching about all your problems and start telling about the goodness of God and how God has brought me out of darkness and into this marvelous light. I was lost in sin. I was raised in this church. This is all I've ever known, but I was lost in sin. It don't make any difference if you're raised in church or raised in Iraq. It don't make any difference. God can set you free, and God sets you free to declare his name. I think you ought to put some energy into it. I think you ought to say, I don't have anything binding me up in here. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fear. He has saved me out of all my troubles. I just want to ask you this question. Are you rejoicing in the Lord and what he has done in your life? Then you ought to turn that joy into the praise of the one that made the difference because the I am told you who you really are and because the I am said who I am, that's who I am. <laughs> Woo! And I love Jesus all the ever loving day long. Somebody needs to re- realize God's going to look down on you and he's going to listen and he's going to liberate you because if you can come to the end of yourself, God calls that perfection. If you can come to the end of yourself, that's what God calls perfection. It's when we think we've got it all together that God calls that imperfection because nobody has it all together this side of glory. But I'm so thankful that when I came to God, I didn't have anything together. And sometimes even being saved, I can come back to God and say, Lord, I don't have the slightest idea what I'm doing, but I know this, the Lord knows the path that I take. How many of you have ever, you're saved, you know you got the Holy Ghost, you know you're baptized in Jesus' name, but sometimes you look to the right, you look to the left, you look in front of you, you look behind you, and you can't find God anywhere. How many of you have been there? But you come on to church anyhow, and you look all around you and say, I don't know where you're at, God, but I do know this. I have come to the end of myself. But Brother Kinsey, I've been wounded in the house of my friends. God said, I wound and I heal. I'll, I'll accept God's wounds because he is the healer and he can turn it around. You say, but God slayed me. I know, but he's the resurrection. If he puts you in the ground, he can pull you out. But I came to him empty, but now you're filled. I said, I came to him hurting, but now I'm healed. I came to him sour, but now I'm sweet. I've got something to praise God about, and I'm not about to be chained to any past or situation or opinion of people. I think I'm going to join Mary's song. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent away empty. But he hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. No matter how much you're hurting, no matter how much pain you're in, God looks, he listens, and he liberates so that you may declare his name in Zion and to serve the Lord. I want to serve him. I want to love him. Because of the impact he's had in my life, I want him to make the difference. I want you to stand. I appreciate you being such a wonderful audience today. Thank you. Intercessors, if you would come. I don't know, you might be a saint of God that's been walking with God for many years, but you feel like God hasn't seen you. I think that's one of the reasons why social media has taken hold of so many people's minds in life is because they want to be seen, they want to be noticed, they want people to hear what they have to say. Even if it's the wrong thing, they want people to hear it. I understand that. And that's probably one of the reasons behind its phenomena and the reason that so many people are caught up with it today, totally, maybe even out of control. But people want to be seen. They want to be noticed. They want to say, hey, here I am. Look at me. Isn't that what children do? I mean, all three of my granddaughters walked into the room that are here in Pensacola walked into my office in the back and they were all showing off their new dress. <laughs> and Elise took the coat off so I could see the dress on the inside. Notice me, Papa. Notice me. And that's where you're at. Because we're all like that in some form or another. And I just want you to know God sees. He looks. But he doesn't want to hear what I have to say, trying. I'm not as articulate as others. He He didn't even point to words in the text. He just said the groaning and the crying of your heart. That's all he's wanting to hear. And if somebody could cry out in this place today, God can make all the difference in your life. And he has promised, he's written it down in the record for future generations that you have this confidence. He not only will listen, he will liberate you and he will free you. He will do that right now. In this place. I think you ought to just take the person hand next to you, and I want us all to repent and cry out from my heart, God, I need you in my life. I've been saved since I was eleven years old. For fifty-one years I've had the Holy Ghost. For fifty-one years I've preached the gospel. And I'm still Needing God in my life to minister, to help me, to cry out. I cried out this morning while they were singing. I cry out in this service and I can feel something shaking in the house because somebody feels like they're totally invisible and nobody notices them. But God does. He sees, he hears, and he looses. That's the symmetry of the gospel. That's the bread that'll feed everybody in this house and it's recorded for every generation. So we'll praise the Lord for what he's done in our life. There's so much power in this place right now. I can feel God drawing people. That's that three-part harmony. You can just feel it in the house. It's all over. It's in the balcony. It's in the back. What is it? It's the cry of people's hearts that knows we can't make it through this wicked world without God's help. There isn't a single person on this planet that can make it without the help of the Lord. But I've got Jesus. I've got him. He looks. He listens. He listens. He liberates. And I'm just sharing what's recorded so you'll praise Him. And He'll do it for you as you feast on the bread. So. I don't know what your need is, but I want you to step out from wherever you're standing and I want you to walk down the front and if you want to take somebody by the hand around you, I want you to bring that person with you and I want you to come up here all the way. Come on up here. Everybody that's in this house that needs a touch from God all over makes no difference. That's it. That's it, it Nikki. Bring them all. Bring everybody with you that can Make it up here. Come on. This is your moment. This is your time. God's seen me. He knows exactly what to prescribe for your situation. He's got the exact remedy already. Because everybody here is unique. Everybody here has got a different story. And yet the story is still just as painful no matter where you fit the story, it's pain. But God doesn't reject you because of that pain. He wants to hear the cry. Well, I'm not perfect, Brother Kinsey. He's not going to show himself strong. You misunderstood. You got to compare the text and put them together. Your heart is perfect toward the Lord. because of my cry I'm headed in the right direction come on if you're crying out come on it don't make any difference why you're crying out get up here young people I want you to come saints of God if you got a burden for anybody I want you to come just come and stand with us up here And let's pray together. God listens. He sees. And he liberates. That's magnificent. The royalty of the day doesn't even come close. And definitely the royalty back then didn't even come close to it. But they're looking for the the hurting. They're looking for the one who's in pain. (coughs) Looking for you. You. He sees you. He hears you. He will loose you. You're the one. You're the one. Saved or lost backslid or not no matter how ugly it looks he sees you right where you're at and knows exactly what you're going through He sized it all up he's measured the whole matter he sees how you were raised he sees what they did to you when you were twelve he sees everything He's got it all factored in to his plan. He's got it all factored in. Now, saints of God, I want you to get around these people and I want you to start praying with them right now in the name of Jesus. And I want you to believe that God is able to minister according to what's recorded. That if Jesus was anointed to do the same thing, He brought it into the New Testament. He didn't just leave it in Psalms to another day for deliverance from Babylon or Egypt or whatever. Jesus said, I've been sent. I'm anointed. I know who I am. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That I am is in this service right now. And I want you to lift your hands all over this building and start praising the Lord. And let's bless the name of Jesus together and let God minister to every heart. We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.